Yo, what's up everyone and welcome back to Charday's Sports Talk. I took the week off to make sure I was good, but now I'm back and better than ever ready to start getting these videos back up for you guys. If you are new here, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. And if you are returning here and you haven't subscribed already, like, what's going on with that? Like, we need to have to talk about that. Just hit the little subscribe button for me. It doesn't hurt. <laughs> Alright, so the big news story of the week, and it's a sad one. Brazilian soccer star Neymar tore his ACL in the World Cup qualifier on Tuesday. And in an Instagram post, he said that this is one of the worst moments in his life. He needs all the support that he can get from his families and friends and just all fans of him, all fans of his from all over the world. So we'll look at some of his injury history, and it is a lengthy one. Nine injuries since 2018. 530 days of football missed since 2018, 893 times fouled in 220 games from 2017 to March 2023, he is, which makes him the most fouled player in the world, 161 games missed to injury for club and country since 2017. Neymar, like I'm sorry you keep having all these injuries, but just know that the whole country, Brazil, and all your friends from around the world, your family, your friends, are all behind you to help support you in this injury. Get well soon. Hope you come back stronger. So next up, we got the hometown highlights. And first up, you got to start with the Houston Astros, who beat the Texas Rangers 5-4, thanks to a 3-1 homer scored by Jose Altuve in the ninth inning. Houston now leads the series 3-2 with the coming back home on Sunday. Coverage of that game kicks off at, is at 7.05 p.m. and will be streaming on Fox Sports 1. Next up, the Houston Texans are currently on the bye week and sit at a record of 3-3. Three and three, And they beat the Saints last weekend, 2013, with the defense coming up big in that game. Next up, the Houston Rockets beat the Miami Heat, 110-104. Guards Jalen Green and Fred Van Vliet led the team in scoring with 20 points each. The Rockets start this season against the Orlando Magic on 10-25, and that game starts at 6 p.m. Wednesday and will be on NBA League Pass where they offer a free trial. Next up, the Houston Dynamo beat Portland Timbers 3-1 in their last game of the season and now wait for their opponent for the MLS playoffs. We don't know who that is yet. Or when or what day that the game will be, I will give more information to you guys out for you guys to want to go and check it out when I get that schedule. Next up, the Houston Dash sadly ended their season with the loss to 1-0 against the Orlando Pride. But on the flip side, good side, goalkeeper Jane Campbell was named one of the Iron Women of the season, which means they played in every single game, every single minute of the whole season. So, congrats to her. So moving forward, let's get into some college football. Some games that came on today. Number 17, Tennessee Volunteers versus number 11, Alabama Crimson Tide. Alabama won 34-20. Alabama scored 27 unanswered points in the second half to keep their national title hopes alive. Last season, when these two teams played, Tennessee actually ended Alabama's hopes of trying to make the playoffs last season. A loss is going a loss this loss is a big blow for Tennessee to their for their SEC title hopes. And they were hoping to get their first win in Tuscaloosa after failing to win there in twenty years. 
The score, you would thought Tennessee was going to win this game because at halftime the score was 27, and you're thinking, oh, yeah, Tennessee got this in the bag. But somehow Alabama came back. So now next, um, Tennessee faces SEC rival Kentucky next weekend while Alabama has a bye week. And when they come back on November the 4th, they will face LSU. Next up, number three, Ohio State Buckies versus number seven, Penn State Nitty Not Lions. OSU won 2012 in a game where their defense carried them throughout this game. They sacked Penn State QB Drew Aller four times, and this now extends their winning streak against Penn State to seven straight games. Penn State also failed to convert on their first on their on their first 15 third down attempts, <clears throat> which, I mean that that right there, like if you can't convert on third down. Like in any of those, out of 15 times, that's, yeah, that means you're probably not going to end up winning the game. On the flip side for Ohio State, star wide receiver Marvin Harrison Jr. made the difference after having 11 catches, 162 yards with the crucial late touchdown. And he is the first OSU receiver to have five games with at least 160 receiving yards. Next Saturday, Penn State hosts Indiana while Ohio State goes to Wisconsin. Next up in the All-Texas Showdown, number 8 Texas Longhorns versus UH University Houston Cougars. Texas won 31-24 and stopped Houston on a crucial 4th and 1 to give Houston a chance to make a comeback. Texas running back Jonathan Brooks worked for 99 yards while QB Quinn Ewers was 23 of 29 for 211 yards and two TDs. Texas has now won a straight against the Cougars. Houston travels to Kansas State on Saturday while Texas hosts BYU. Number two, Michigan Wolverines versus Michigan State, Michigan State Spartans. Last year when these two teams faced each other, Michigan State players, some players of Michigan State, attacked some of the players of Michigan at halftime in the tunnels and there was like a big thing about it some of those Michigan State players got um, suspended and I think Michigan maybe took it out on this game because they won by a score of 49 to 0 and are now remain undefeated at 8 and 0. Michigan QB JJ McCarthy was a star man who threw for a career high of four TDs and went 21 for 27 287 yards Running back Blake Crum also picked up his 13th rushing touchdown of the season and leads the league in touchdowns. Michigan State has now sadly lost five games in a row after head coach Mel Tucker was suspended and later fired for inappropriate relations. Michigan hosts Purdue on November 4th, while Michigan State goes to Minnesota. Lastly, number 14, Utah Utes versus USC Trojans. Utah beats USC 34-32 thanks to a walk-off field goal by Utah kicker Cole Becker. Caleb Williams had an 11-yard TD run with 146 left in the fourth to lead the game 32-31. But Utah QB Bryson Barnes had a 26-yard scramble that led to the game-winning field goal. USC now has back-to-back losses, and Caleb Williams has struggled in those last two games. He hasn't played that well. And now it seems like USC chances of winning national t- championship are slowly slipping away. But 
USC's defense just gets so exposed so easily. And I think with that defense, they weren't going to be able to make a long championship run. But, uh, yeah, now with these two losses, it doesn't look likely that they're going to make the playoffs. US, um, Utah hosts Oregon next week, and USC goes to California. So switching up, let's go to the soccer world. So let's start with some women's soccer first. First up, OL Reign versus Angel City FC in the NWSL quarterfinal. OL Reign won 1-0 thanks to an advance to their fifth straight NWSL semifinal thanks to a goal scored in the 87th minute by Veronica Lasko. Um, this was a really good game. It was very back and forth. Both teams really wanted to win, but Seattle, I think, experience and just pure luck uh, powered them through this game. Then for O.R. Reign, when you have a player like Rose Lavelle was able to come on in the second half and really had an impact on the game, I think she really made the difference. Now O.L. Reign faces San Diego Wave FC for a ch- in the semifinal for a chance to go to the final. Next up, Gotham FC versus North Carolina Courage. In a winner-go-home game, North Carolina Courage holds Gotham City for a spot in the NWSL semifinal playoffs. Head-to-head, these teams are pretty even. North Carolina Courage has won seven times, while Gotham has won five. Kickoff is this game is at 6 p.m. and will be streaming on CBS Sports. Next up, Barcelona Women versus Granada Women. Barcelona won 6-1 and opened the scoring in the six minutes thanks to Patri Gujarro. And Barcelona never took their foot off the gas with scoring four goals in the second half. Granada got a cancellation goal in the dying minutes of the game thanks to Laura Perez. But it didn't really do much to for the outcome of the game. It was really just kind of like a pity goal. Barcelona are now a perfect 6-for-6 six six in the league and remain first. While Granada have lost three of their last four and are at the bottom of the table in 15th place. Next up, Chelsea versus Brighton in Hove Albion. Chelsea got the double over Brighton last season, winning 2-0-1 game and 3-1 the next, respectively. To start the, che- to start, to start the season, Chelsea have won 2 out of 3 and drawn 1, while Brighton have lost 2 and won 1. Kickoff of this game is at 8 a.m. Sunday and will be on Football TV, who offer a 7-day free trial. Next up, let's go to the men's side of things. Bayern Munich versus Main 05. Bayern won 3-1 and forward Harry Kane made history by getting his ninth goal in eight Bundesliga matches and only three players, three other players have reached that tally in fewer matches. Bayern are now undefeated in 11 straight games in all competitions. That is very good. Bayern, really good team, doing pretty well this season. Next up, Liverpool versus Everton in the Merseyside Derby. Liverpool won 2-0 thanks to a brace by Mohamed Salah, and he now has 7 goals in 10 appearances against Everton. Everton defender Ashley Young got sent off with the red card in the 37th minute after a hard foul on Luis Diaz, so Everton basically played with 10 men for most of the game. Liverpool now move up to third in the table while Everton remain in 16th. These games are always good, these local rivalry games, and this one definitely did not disappoint. Next up, another good rival game, the North London 
the no, the London Derby. Ooh. <laughs> Chelsea versus Arsenal. Now I watched this game and Chelsea, man, they look good. This is the Chelsea that I've been waiting for. They came out flying. Putting the press on Arsenal, putting pressure, connecting passes, looking slick. And that paid off in the 15th minute. They got a penalty, think, uh, courtesy of a handball, thanks to Arsenal William Saliba. Cole Palmer converted the penalty, gave Chelsea the 1-0 lead. And then after halftime, Muhailik Merdrick scored to double uh, Chelsea's lead. But Arsenal were able to pull one back in the 75th minute thanks to Declan Rice because of an error by goalkeeper Robert Sanchez. Leandro Trussard equalized in the 84th minute to make sure Arsenal escaped with a point. Now, I'm very upset about how this game ended because I think Chelsea deserved to win. They were the more going-forward team. seemed like they was creating the more chances and all that. But mistakes and lack of focus led to them dropping all three points, sadly. Next up, PSG versus Strasbourg. Um, PSG won 3-0. Mbappe opened the scoring in the 10th minute thanks to a penalty. And then Carlos Soler and Fabian Ruiz added in the other two. PSG have now won three of the last five league games and moved to second, while Strasbourg have lost their last three and remain in 12th place in League 1. Next up, Real Madrid versus Sevilla was a spicy one. This game, I believe, had like six yellow cards for different players. Um, Real Madrid had a goal ruled off in the beginning of the game by VAR. The match ended 1-1. Uh, Sevilla got lucky with an own goal. Sevilla got their only goal of the game courtesy of David Alaba score- scoring an old goal. Real Madrid were able to pull one back in the second half thanks to Danny Carvajal. Jude Bellingham, surprisingly, didn't get on the score sheet after being on a hot streak. Madrid still remained first, while Sevilla moved to 13th. Lastly, in men's soccer, Inter Miami versus Charlotte FC. Inter Miami lost 1-0 in their last game of the season and finished the season in 14th place. Inter Miami, though, did win the lean cup did win the league's cup but really struggled without Messi for those last few MLS games of the season. To sum up Messi's first MLS season, I thought he had a really good one. Brought into Miami their first trophy. Um was out for the final stretch of the season so wasn't able to help Inter Miami win a couple games. I think if he was on the pitch, I think Inter Miami definitely would have been in the playoffs, but injuries happen. But I'm expecting Messi to do an even better having even better neck uh MLS season next year and I'm pretty sure in Miami going to have some more re- big time recruits coming in. So lastly, my last segment of the day, game changer must see matchups and picks. First, I got Milan versus Juventus. I'm riding with Milan in this game. Milan are unbeaten against Juventus in their last 5 Serie A meetings. Juventus have 15 clean sheets in Serie A. Milan are first in CDI and have won their last three games in the league, while Juventus sit third in the table and have won two out of their last four league games. Kickoff is at 1.45 p.m. Sunday and will be on Paramount+. Plus. Moving to La Liga, Barcelona versus Athletic Club. I'm riding with Barcelona in this game. Barcelona have not lost any in their of their last seven against Athletic Club. 
Athletic are the only team where Barcelona have scored more than 350 goals in La Liga history. In their last five La Liga games, Barcelona have won three and drawn two, while Athletic Club have won three, drawn one, and lost one. Kickoff is at 2 p.m. Sunday and will be streaming on ESPN+. Now moving to the NFL. Lions versus Ravens. Ravens are favored in this game by three points, but I'm taking the Lions in this game. Lions have been a feel-good team this season and have potential to get the number one seed in the NFC with their record currently being 5-1. and one. While the Ravens are currently winning the AFC North and will be looking to extend their top spot with the win against the Lions. Key matchup in this game would be the Lions O-line, which has only given up 10 sacks, while the Ravens defense has 24 sacks. Game starts at 12 p.m. Sunday and will be on Fox. Chargers versus Chiefs. Chiefs are favored by 5.5 points, and I'm picking the Chiefs to win this game. They have won the last three straight games against the Chargers, and the Chiefs have had extra days to prepare, while the Chargers are coming off a tough loss to the Cowboys on Monday night. The Chiefs' offense, though, hasn't looked the same this season. They are fourth in total offense and ninth in scoring, but their defense has really been essentially winning these games for them. While the Chargers, on the other hand, have one of the best offenses in the league, so it's going to be a matter of can the Chargers blow out? Can Is this game going to be a shootout? Like, Can the Chargers be able to get something going against that Chiefs defense? Or will the Chiefs be able to? Will the defense be able to stop him? And the Chiefs' offense finally has a wake-up game and comes to life. Next up, Dolphins versus the Eagles. Eagles are favored by two and a half points, and I'm taking them in this game. There's some history between these two QBs here who played together at Oklahoma. And interestingly enough, in the national championship game in 2017, Jalen Hurts was the starting quarterback in that game and was replaced by Tua at halftime and Tua essentially led Alabama to win the national championship. So a little bit of history between them two there. Dolphins opponents have a combined record of five and twenty one. So the Dolphins really haven't faced anybody like um like a heavy hitter team. They did face Buffalo and they got blown out by twenty eight points. So and then the Eagles on the flip side haven't looked the same since last season, and I'm a little bit concerned about how Jalen Hurts has been looking. Has thrown seven interceptions so far, through three against the Jets last weekend, and their in their loss against them. So I'm expecting him to have a bounce back game. Plus Philadelphia is home, so I think they'll get the I think they pick up the win here. Lastly, 49ers versus Vikings. 49ers are favored by this game is six and by six and a half, and I'm riding with this on this game as well. Brock Purdy before the Browns game last week was a perfect eleven and zero in the regular season, and that came tumbling down against the Browns. And the Vikings, their defense, um, Brian, uh, defensive coordinator Brian Flores likes for their defense, likes for his defense to blitz a lot. So the Vikings blitzing, they have sent five or more rushers on more than half of the passing plays they faced. Now, against some teams, it has worked against like the Panthers and the Bears. While for the Chargers, Justin Herbert lit them up. So, I mean, I think it just depends on how Brock Purdy is going to handle that pressure. He did struggle against the Browns defense, but they barely really blitzed. And then, but he 
when he they faced the Giants, he carved them up like he was he was outstanding in that game. So, but I think just with the weapons that the 49ers have, I think Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy, if he gets it out quick to the guys, I to his um, star players, I think he'll be able to uh, lead his team to the win. Well, alrighty, guys, that's all I have for you this week. Make sure you guys check back next Sunday for my next podcast. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe, and I appreciate all the support. All right, thank you, guys.